Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby LaMarco. Today we're here to do it Saturday, folks. We're going to talk key injuries today for week uh, 14 action. We're also going to talk a little bit about Thursday night football recaps as well. If you're following me on Instagram right now, make sure you jump on the YouTube side, guys. Link in bio. It really helps out. You can watch me on Instagram live as well if you choose to have that angle, of course. Once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the fantasy-focused YouTube channel. Make sure you're joining us every Sunday. Tomorrow, for three hours, we're doing our Sunday Live Start Sit Show, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, and also making sure that you guys become super chatters. We're doing a donation giveaway this uh, this month of December. Every $500 we raise, we will give away a jersey of your choice. So make sure you're jumping on with us and becoming a super chatter and or using that TCK pod Venmo as well. Uh, as a reminder, make sure you're following us on all our social platforms. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at fantasyfocus underscore TCK pod. Also myself at fantasyfootballxfactor at fantasyfocus. Make sure you're following all of us at Sky Gawasco, Bobby Lamarco, uh, at Jay Della Valley 7, Buck 59, and Fantasy Focus on Twitter. We are across the board on all your social medias. But make sure if you're listening right now, if you have been following us on the podcast side, just remember this. We are now moving to a new platform uh, on the back end. So you will see podcasts up in week 15. But if you haven't been catching these episodes, all our episodes are now on YouTube as well. So you just have to go to the Fantasy Focused YouTube channel. As a reminder today, folks, we're going to be doing Thursday Night Football recaps. We're also going to be talking about key injuries for Week 14. No player trends this week. Sorry, folks, but uh, ran out of time, but that's okay. We're going to have plenty of actionable information today that you need to know before setting your lineups. This isn't just running uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift being out. We're talking offensive line injuries, defensive injuries, anything that can give us a slight edge to help you choose between two picks, um, of course. Once again, all our podcast is brought to you by Bet Online AG, and we're going to take a quick commercial break for our sponsor, Bet Online, and we'll be back to start Thursday Night Football recap right after this. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NFL season and the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Make sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50. BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From football to basketball to NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So first off, let's let's do a quick recap of our Thursday night football, and of course, that Thursday night football recap is brought to you by our Sunday live start sit show. Make sure you're joining us every Sunday live, 10 a.m. 1 p.m. Eastern, guys. We do a lot of fun stuff. We play FanDuel games. We've given away multiple jerseys. We've given away TCK swag. Make sure you're jumping on. We're giving away signed helmets by Tory Holt. 
you know, a lot of giveaways for our, ta- our our super chatters that we've been doing all season long. So make sure you're joining us tomorrow for that show. We also do weather updates. We do key injuries, um, breakdowns. We do we- uh, all that stuff. So it's not just start sits, guys. We're doing a lot of informational stuff on there as well. So let's recap this Thursday night football game. And, you know, going into this, um, I think a lot of my pregame, pre- pregame show was I wanted to start Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson. All four of them delivered to a certain extent. Um, I wasn't as hot on the other guys. And sure enough, KJ Osborne, listen, for what it's worth, hey, the production's production. You know, he catches only three passes, but one goes for a long touchdown. It is what it is. He ends up hitting as a wide receiver three, probably wide receiver two this week. Chase Claypool, ridiculous game flow, goes eight for 93. Uh, Pretty solid day. Both guys, in my opinion, were fringe wide receiver threes. That game flow for Pittsburgh really helped out. The game finishes up 36-28. Vikings win this football game. Pat Firemuth almost catches a game, potential game tying uh, a touchdown, which they would, of course, have to convert to two-point conversion. But, you know, Pat Firemuth, hey, man, he's a a red zone machine. Uh, And finally, finds the end zone again. But when you're breaking this down, first of all, Big Ben in that first half, that Pittsburgh offense was just terrible. And they went from 0 to 180, whatever, 360, whatever you want to call it. 0 to 60, yeah, you get it. Uh, They did a complete 180, uh, 308 yards, three touchdowns, uh, amazing performance against a struggling Vikings secondary. And at this point, I think we can all agree that the Vikings secondary is just not good. Um, So that, that does not help. The Vikings defense in that second half was terrible. Najee Harris, 23 touches, 100 over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one receiving, one rushing. Deontay Johnson, listen, uh, you know, he had two potential ju- uh, touchdowns. One clanked off his hands, which he should have had. The next play goes to Najee. Then he does it again where he has another one where it was a lot tougher of a catch. Clanks off his hand, touchdown goes to somebody else. Um, you know, his five for 76, two-point conversion. He ended up finishing with a nice day, about 13 points and half-point PPR just under that. But man, if you're watching that game and you're a Deontay Johnson owner like I myself, you, you, he had so he left so much on the table. He even got held on a DPI that could have been another touchdown potentially. So a rough day. It was a solid day. The guy's awesome, but we know when we're needing him the most, it would be nice to have one of those touchdowns. Chase Claypool, listen, you can call him a knucklehead all you want. I know he had a couple bad plays and a couple miscues, but eight for ninety three. He's clearly the number two on this offense when it comes to volume and Big Ben in this, and their passing game is getting it going a little bit. So eight for 93 for Chase Claypool is legit. Um, James Washington, believe uh, you know, four for 65 and one. Um, you know, I have, I have a James Washington, a lot of dynasty leagues as a, a deep stash because he is a free agent. We've seen a lot of Steelers receivers, you know, really when they leave Pittsburgh and finally get their time to shine, when they're stuck behind other players, play very well, a la Emmanuel Sanders. So James Washington comes through. The whole Chase Claypool situation, they might they might start using more James Washington. He's a name to monitor, especially if they start throwing more. Pat Firemuth, of course, two for 32 and one. Hey, uh, I sat Pat Firemuth in the league, and, you know, I feel like I made the right decision. He just – he got lucky. The first – he only had one other target in the first half where it was at the end of the first half. They dumped it off to him. They were playing prevent defense. He ran for 16 yards. And then the other one, the guy falls, he scores in the end zone. So, I mean, hey, that's it is what it is. For the tight end position, you know, he's going to be a tight end one because he caught that touchdown. On the Vikings side, Kirk Cousins' numbers don't really stand out too much, 216-2-2. But early on, you know, he knew that Justin Jefferson had to be fed early and often, and he did. 
Um, he did find KJ Osborne deep, but against the Steelers, Tyler Conklin was factored out. Dalvin Cook wasn't much in the passing game. Um, but Dalvin Cook didn't need much in the past game. 28 touches, 222 yards total, two touchdowns. Complete beast. And I'm I'm glad I, I was okay with starting him. I'm glad I recommended it. That's the one thing I get away with. Um, Justin Jefferson, seven for 79 and one. Another one touchdown hit his hands. Um, you know, he had another one just outside of his reach. I mean, it just the big days that these guys could have had. But still finds the end zone. Solid day overall. KJ Osborne, three for 83 and one. One of those very long touchdowns. So, hey, I mean, these, you know, he stepped up when he needed to. He had a bunch of targets in this game. Uh, you should you should like that if, if Adam Thielen's out long term. And then Conklin, two for 20. Pittsburgh was not the matchup for Conklin. So I don't think we were that surprised. We were fading the tight ends in this game. So it doesn't come as a surprise that he had a slower game against Pittsburgh. So I'm not stressing about it too much in this. But overall, it was a fun game to watch. It was great for fantasy. A lot of guys went off. Cook and Harris were just awesome in this game. And then Jefferson and 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 and, and Deontay Johnson, they got it done. So we're all good there. So pretty much that's our Thursday night football preview. Once again, this is brought to you by our Sunday Live Start Sit Show and also Good Sports. As a reminder, this month of December, our goal is to make uh, raise as much money as possible. We donate 10% of all those donations two good sports. And for the month of December, as a reminder, we're actually giving away uh, a jersey for every $500 we raise. Um, and we were able to donate 10% of that. So essentially every $50 we are able to give the good sports, we're going to give a jersey away. So we want to make sure that you become super chatters for our Sunday live show. If you're on Twitch, if you're on Periscope, if you're on Facebook and you watch our show, all you got to do is just donate a dollar to the TCK pod Venmo and we'll get you in to the chance to win a jersey of your choice if we hit those goals for this month. So excited about that. But we're also going to head into now our key injuries. And our key injury segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Carafactor. And before we jump into those, we're going to take a quick commercial break for Carafactor Skincare for Hair. We'll be right back after this. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's jump into these thir- uh, key injuries heading into week 14. Uh, first game we're going to talk about is the Jets and Saints. And there's a couple interesting injuries in this game. Uh, let's start on the Saints side. Obviously, the return of Alvin Kamara is big with Mark Ingram on COVID. Ty Montgomery out. It looks like they need to give Alvin Kamara all he can handle in this game. Uh, they're also going to have Teron Armstead back, their left tackle, which is great news for this offense. 
Um, and on the defensive side, they do get back C.J. Garner-Johnson, their slot cornerback. Um, that's going to be big news, help to slow down Jamison Crowder, who is going to have a bigger role now because of the injuries for the Jets. We'll talk about in a second. Marcus Davenport and Mark, Malcolm Roach are back. That's two defensive linemen. That's big news because now Cam Jordan, who has doesn't ever misses a game ever, is going to be out. Now, the Saints' run defense seems to always get it done. No matter who's in and out, whether it's schematically, losing Cam Jordan is big, but getting Mac, Marcus Davenport and Malcolm Roach back, I just, you know, listen, because of the injuries to the Jets' skill position players, I think even, even with these injuries up front, you're really ba- you're banking on Ty Johnson catching a few passes with the guys out on that side. But to talk a little bit about the injuries for the Saints, I just brought up, um, you know, Mark Ingram is out. I think Alvin Kamara is locked into his role. He's back. He's healthy. They're ready to go. Like I just brought up, Ty Montgomery is out. Uh, Deontay Harris is also out for this game, and he's been kind of the, you know, the one explosive player. But Deontay Harris was still a part-time receiver. I think, um, you know, Taysom Hill is still a start. You're not banking on Taysom Hill throwing for 202. Uh, you're banking on him getting you close to 100 yards on the ground and or a rushing touchdown to make him fantasy viable. So, you know, I'm not really stressing too much about Deontay Harris being out because they're playing the Jets. But I think this opens the door a little bit for maybe Alvin Kamara to catch a few more passes. Um, and Traquan Smith is someone I like a lot. Um, we'll talk about in a second why as well. He gets a little bump in his matchup. And then Ryan Ramchek, right tackle, has been out for a couple weeks for them. On the defensive side, we just talked about Cam Jordan. A couple of de- uh, their depth at linebacker is pretty depleted, but, you know, their stud guys are still there. Um, they're also missing another defensive tackle. But the, the defensive line's moving in and out, and the Saints have just figured it out defensively. So I'm not – going to attack the Saints run defense just because Cam Jordan is out. On the Jets side, it starts with some of the key returns. Uh, Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims are back in the lineup. It's perfect timing because they just lost Corey Davis and now Elijah Moore. Now it looks like the three receiver set is going to be Keelan Cole, Denzel Mims, and in the slot it's probably going to be uh, Jamison Crowder. So not a great um, trio, but not terrible. Uh, it's good to have some depth, but losing Corey Davis – and, and Elijah Moore, especially because you want him to develop chemistry, those guys to develop chemistry with Zach Wilson. So that does hurt. But from a fantasy side, you know, the, the Saints have been a out-wide funnel defense. So over the last five weeks, uh, in my metric, I have the Saints at, let's see. So 64% of the fantasy points have come on the perimeter versus only 30, um, 20 40%, sorry. Wow, I'm losing my mind here. Oh, yeah, 32%. So it's mostly out wide. So I think I lean Keelan Cole slash Denzel Mims over Jamison Crowder. Plus with uh, with, with um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back this week, I think that from my perspective, Jamison Crowder is going to be, um, you know, you think he's going to get the looks and the targets. But I think from what I'm seeing with the Saints, you might be able to take a shot on a guy like a Keelan Cole or Denzel Mims in DFS this week um, as like no one's going to have them. Plus the matchup dictates that a little bit. Um, Even with uh, Marshawn Lattimore on the outside, I don't expect him to shadow anybody. The uh, also on the the offensive side, you got Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman out this week. I still suspect that the Jets are going to use some type of committee, you know, Austin Walter jumping in with Ty Johnson but when you're looking at it from a from a you know deep dive perspective, listen, Ty Johnson doesn't have the matchup that you want 
Uh, New Orleans is not only good against rushing games, but they're also good against pass catching running backs. So it's not a great situation for Ty Johnson. I would not start him, even though there is multiple injuries ahead of him. On defensive side for the Jets, um, they are switching out. Michael Carter, their slot cornerback, is going to be out for this game. They are getting back another corner, though, who could fill in for him. But Michael Carter was their slot corner for most of the season. That is Traquan Smith. That's a little nudge in his direction, especially with Harris out. I think Traquan Smith is someone I'm interested in and maybe the DFS dart throw this week um, in that matchup. Uh, they also get back Sheldon Rankin for the uh, run game. But overall, you know, I think when I'm looking at all these injuries, I think what I really take away is that you know Taysom Hill is going to have plenty of opportunities to beat these Jets defense. There isn't really much going on for them defensively right now. So Hill, Kamara with all the injuries to the running back position, I think they're going to lean on Hill to run the football a little bit more with Kamara. Um, I think that's good news. I think um, Tony Jones might get some work, but I think that Taysom Hill is going to get more work on the ground because those injuries to take some of the load off of Alvin Kamara as well. And on the Jets side, I think the only thing I take away is because of these injuries, I honestly think that Mims or Keelan Cole could be a dart throw. Um, maybe for tomorrow's show, I'll actually look into Zach Wilson's target share listen, Keelan Cole early on in the year was the starter, and I think Zach Wilson might have some chemistry with him. So let's say DFS dart throw on Keelan Cole because of these injuries. All right, Falcons, Panthers. Let's talk first about the Falcons side, and let's talk about offensively. So, of course, Hayden Hurst returns. Um, this is just this is going to open things up for more two tight end sets with Kyle Pitts. I think Russell Gage is fine. Russell Gage has emerged as a clear alpha in this offense in the sense of routes. So I don't think he's going to come off the field. Like it was early on when there was two tight ends. Russell Gage was mostly in the slot playing behind some people when he was coming back from injury. I think we're good with Russell Gage still in this matchup. But Hayden Hurst coming back does provide some additional weapons for this offense. Um, And they can play more two tight end sets now, which could help uh, Matt Ryan in that sense. On, On the defensive side of the football, the Falcons defense is getting healthy. Uh, Deion Jones and Mike Pinnell came back last week. Steven Means came back last week. And Jonathan Bullard also come back. And this is notable because when we flip to the Panthers side, their offensive line is decimated. Decimated. Uh, They're coming out of the bye, somehow not as healthy. Cam Irving is coming back, one of their tackles. That's good news. But their interior is gutted. Matt Paradis, uh, center, done for the year. John Miller, right guard out. Michael Jordan, left guard out, and then Trent Scott, a guy they were using to help uh, on the line for the last couple weeks, is also out. So they're missing four interior offensive linemen uh, in this game, and the Falcons, ironically enough, are getting healthy. This is the healthiest their defense has been in a while. So from that perspective, DFS, like dart throw defense, might be the Falcons. A lot of people are going to look at the Panthers' defense and playing them against the Falcons, and that makes sense too, but at the same time, Listen, Cam Newton did not look great the last time he was out there. And, you know, him throwing the football behind a busted offensive line could be bad news. So um, maybe a uh, contrarian defensive play this week could be the Falcons' defense in this matchup. Also on the Panthers' side, uh, Deontay Jackson is out for the year. That's something that happened right before the bye. That's one of their key outside uh, cornerbacks. They do have Gilmore still. They still have C.J. Henderson and A.J. Boye. So they do have a solid trio of cornerbacks. You know, Henderson was a former first-round pick. You know, Stephon Gilmore is a beast. And then A.J. Boye has been a stud for years. 
So they still have a lot of depth on this team, but Dante Jackson was playing very well. Um, This is a slight boost for perimeter receivers in this matchup, but um, I still think Russell Gage is the only guy that I would trust behind Kyle Pitts. And listen, Stephon Gilmore, people will tell this all the time. Stephon Gilmore shadowed Kyle Pitts in that first game. So that, in my opinion, means if they take out Kyle Pitts, you know, Russell Gage is an underrated play in this matchup this week. Jumping down to the Seahawks and the Texans. Um, so let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks first. Um, a lot of movement at the running back position. Uh, Rashad Penny and Alex Collins look to be the one-two punch. Um, I personally don't know how they feel about Penny. I think they want to see what Penny has. But Alex Collins, he was dealing with an ab- abdominal issue, and now they're facing off against a Texans defense that has not been good against the run all year. So I think in my opinion, you could probably get away. I would rather play Alex Collins than Ty Johnson, uh, in, in my opinion. I actually lean Alex Collins because he just has more juice than Penny right now. And I think him that, that week off is going to be helpful for him. Also on the, on the offensive side of the ball that's going to really help is that Damian Lewis is back. That is their best offensive lineman uh, playing this year. Has one of the better PFF grades. Definitely their best interior offensive lineman. You can debate if he's better than Dwayne Brown, but... Damian Lewis coming back is big. Um, you know, so that is going to be helpful for the ground game. That's going to be helpful for Russ. And I think that this is going to be another game where the Seahawks can get right. They're coming off a big win. Let's hope that they don't let down against Davis Mills and company uh, for the Texans. On the on the uh, defensive side, uh, sorry, injury-wise, Travis Homer, who is the pass-catching back, is out. Adrian Peterson is out. So I think Penny takes the receiving role, but I think this game – Dick states that Seattle's going to be up, and I think Alex Collins is going to get you 12 to 15 carries this week. Um, desperation play, but I, I don't hate Alex Collins against the against the Texans. Uh, Brandon Snell, right tackle, will be out for this game. But the good news is, like I said, Damian Lewis has come. Damian Lewis is a difference maker in the interior, and Snell's Shell is more like a you know average right tackle. So I think this is a boost for that line getting Lewis back. On the defensive side, Trey Brown and Jamal Adams are out. Um, Adams, of course, done for the year. Trey Brown is on IR. Those are two of their starters over the last few weeks. They've lost on the back end. I'm not feeling the, I'm still not feeling the passing game with Davis Mills. I think Brandon Cooks has a really tough matchup against the outside cornerbacks um, of the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle has been very good against perimeter wide receivers. So um, not going to run out and start Brandon Cooks. I think he's one of my fades this week as well. On the Texan side, uh, offensively first, Tyrod Taylor is out because of injury, but it just sounds like that they're going to take a look at Davis Mills. Um, they are getting, this is the healthiest their offensive line will be. Justin McCray comes back. Justin Britt came back a couple weeks ago. They're only missing Laramie Tunsil now. So that's somewhat good news. This offense cannot run the football at all. They have one of the worst adjusted line yards on offense, as you'll see, um, by far. And this is like worse than Steelers. It's bad. But at the same time, they are. This is the healthiest their line's been in a long time. Uh, so I think that's a little bit of a boost for a guy like a Rex Burkhead, David Johnson. But not interested in starting those guys. They couldn't get it done against the Jets. It's hard to really vote a confidence playing any team. David Johnson looks to be back this week. He practiced in full, so he's going to be back to splitting work with Rex Burkhead on the injured side. It looks like listen, Danny Amendola, Jordan Aikens has not played in a couple of weeks because of healthy scratches. Um, you know, Farrell Brown's been in and out with, with, uh, Brevden Jordan, not even touching that anymore as well. On the defensive side injuries, um, there is some injuries up front to the Texans. So Jordan Jenkins, Demarcus Walker, 
And also, Zach Cunningham, I know it's not an injury, but Zach Cunningham's gone. And that's their best middle linebacker. Like, that's the guy that they has been their flagship. So I think this is another little feather in the cap for Alex Collins. Um, maybe put your ear to the ground for tomorrow. If Rashad Penny, they sound like they're going to play him. I, I Listen, I'm, I'm not hating the play this week. Also, uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, one of their linebackers, might be out. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Jumping down to the Raiders and the Chiefs. Um, so Raiders, let's talk about them first. They haven't really been that injured over the last couple weeks. Uh, they have gotten Trayvon Mullen back to play across from Casey Hayward. And that's pretty good news. I mean, this Raiders secondary is slightly underrated. Um, but uh, I think this is, you know, Tyreek Hill plays all over the formation. And we saw what Patrick Holmes did last time. So I don't think it's that big of a difference maker. The keys are the injuries on the offensive side um, for this team. So Darren Waller out. Kenyon Drake out. Jalen Rashard doubtful with COVID. So I, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense is red hot. And they actually, in most formats, got you double digits the last time these teams played. And now there's no Darren Waller and no Kenyon Drake. So, you know, I, I just the way that if you look at trends, this is the the Chiefs defense is going up and the Raiders deep offense is going down. Um, I'm actually in my two biggest leagues that I need to win in. I'm actually leaning the Chiefs over my analysis, which is the 49ers. I think the Chiefs are just the safest play on the week, even though the Raiders and the Chiefs do have their moments against each other. But I just think you got to go with trends sometime. On the Raiders' defensive side, Denzel Perriman, linebacker out, and also Carl Nasbitt, their depth defensive end. So um, Denzel Perriman's been playing really well. That's a boost for CEH. I think CEH in this matchup is a great play. I think you've got him in your lineups if you have him. Uh, Perriman being out is just a slight boost for him, but game flow should dictate that it is a solid CEH day playing at home. On the Chiefs side, this team is healthy. They even got back Rashad Fenton, one of their top outside cornerbacks. So this team is 100% all in. Now they got their healthy cornerback. Um, yeah, I, you know, Chiefs D, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Um, all right, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, guys. Ran through a couple of these teams. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. One of our newest sponsor, we see this about everybody, our newest sponsor, Lightbox. Uh, it's the holiday season, so check them out, Lightbox. We'll be back right after this. Shout out to our new sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to the dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones of blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white diamonds. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and priced so they won't have to. They really make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. Right, let's talk about the Ravens at the Browns. First, the Ravens. Let's talk about them. Uh, offensively, they are missing one of their tackles. It's Patrick Meraki. Meraki. Um, but they are getting Juwan James back, technically, uh, maybe at the right tackle position. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but slight thing, especially because Lamar has struggled 
against his AFC North opponents like the Browns and the Steelers. So the Browns defense is dirt cheap on DK. And I've been using them a lot. So they played very well the last time. It seems a little risky, but 2,700 is not a bad defensive play. On the Ravens' defensive side, of course, we all know about Marlon Humphrey being out. That is a boost for Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, before the bye, had over 100 yards receiving in that game. So this is a slight feather in the cap. They also missioned Deshaun Elliott for a couple weeks and uh, McPhee, um, uh, Pernell McPhee at the defensive tackle position. So, listen, I, I think Baker, when you switch over to the Brown side with the Marlon Humphrey injury and some injuries on the back end, you look at who's injured for the, the Browns. It's Anthony Schwartz, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, and Jack Conklin. Now, Jack Conklin, of course, affects everybody because he's been a stud uh, right tackle for this team. But at the same time, Conklin's been in and out of the lineup. But it's those injuries to the uh, the the tight ends. Austin Hooper seems like a trap to me. Um, probably going to be wrong about it. Uh, you know, he is someone that if you are desperate, if you can't get your hands on Gerald Everett, um, his matchup is good. But, you know, Austin Hooper didn't play. He played a decent amount of snaps the last time these teams played. He had zero catches on three targets. So, I don't know. He, he might be okay, but I, I actually think that Landry benefits the most from these other injuries because his volume is secure, especially Marlon Humphrey out as well. Um, defensively for the Browns, they are going to be missing Greg Newsom and Anthony Walker. Some underrated players. Anthony Walker is like their linchpin linebacker. He's the guy who plays the most snaps. He's out with COVID. No one's talking about that. That's a feather in the cap for Devonta Freeman. Um, in this matchup, that's good news for Lamar Jackson and his mobility, getting rid of one of their better linebackers. Um, and Greg Newsom being out is better news for for um, for Marquise Brown. Uh, Greg Newsom's been pretty solid for them this year as a rookie. So, but they have guys in there too. They got Troy Hill. They got uh, Denzel Ward. They got Greedy uh, Greedy Williams. So, you know, not overall, it's a little ding. But I think the linebacker Anthony Walker being out is better for Freeman and better for Lamar on the ground. Jumping down to the Cowboys and the Washington football team, let's dive into the Cowboys first. Uh, some of the offensive side, the key returns are Mari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Mari Cooper did play last week, but he did not play. He was barely out there. Did catch a nice long ball. I mean, if you've been a little Mar Amari Cooper fantasy owner, man, oh man, like, geez, come on, buddy. Like, let's, like, I need a big week. I'm a big Cooper guy. This COVID thing has been a disaster, you know, three straight weeks when you need him the most. But him and Cedric Wilson, this is the healthiest Dax weapons are going to be in a long time, so that's great news. They're still going to be down Noah Brown, depth receiver, and Blake Jarwin, so I think you're pretty set. It's going to be the three receivers and uh, Dalton Schultz, so you're set there for the Dallas Cowboys. On the defensive side for the Cowboys, they're, they're healing like Wolverine. They got Marcus Lawrence is going to be back, uh, Neville Gilmore, defensive tackle, Randy Gregory. They have a lot going on, and um, we don't know how. I think the Cowboys are an opportunistic defense. Um, they are a run funnel defense, so I do think that Antonio Gibson, the on the flip side, when you go to the Washington football team, you know, they have the healthiest offensive line they've had in a long time. I mean, they were almost down to their fourth center, but they at least got uh, one of their guys back last week, and then the rest of the, the team is healthy. Eric Flowers, Brandon Sheriff, you know, for the most part, uh, Lucas and, and, uh, and on, the, on the defensive on the offensive line and Leno. So this this offense this offensive line is the healthiest it's been, and they you could tell they're leaning into that run game a lot as well. On the offensive side, we should see JD McKissick back this week. I'm not 100 sure yet, but he should be back. Ricky Seals Jones um, 
You know, uh, I, I've been debating between Ricky Seals Jones and Gerald Everett all week uh, at the tight end position. You know, him, you also have Austin Hooper. You also have um, Foster Morneau, who could be a post-type sleeper uh, against the Chiefs. Who knows? But, um, you know, Ricky Seals Jones is a, is a solid play, but he's been out with a hip injury. So he did practice a full on Friday. So these guys coming back from injury, I think Ricky Seals Jones is a stash. He plays the Eagles twice in the fantasy playoffs. There is no defense worse than the Eagles. Um, I think maybe Seattle might be worse against tight ends now, but uh, one or two, it's just ridiculous. So I think Ricky Seals Jones is a stash um, and a, and a like a bottom of the barrel uh, streamer this week with his return. Offensively, of course, Logan Thomas is done for the year. Wes Schweitzer, who was supposed to be their starting center, is out, but he's actually a depth piece, so it's not even that much of a loss. Defensively, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, linebacker, out. Landon Collins, uh, Benjamin St. Juicy, Juste, uh, Juste, out. So there is injuries to the defensive side of the football for the Washington football team. Um, you know, and I think they've changed up their scheme and they've been a lot better. They've been a lot better. But the Washington football team is still like average across the board when you're looking at them for uh, production. They have been a lot stronger, though, against uh, like wide receivers, for example, over the last five weeks. They are, you know, right at league average. So, you know, I think the Washington football team is much better than they were, but the talent, they're injured up front. So I think you're rolling with your Dallas players in this matchup. You've got CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, Zeke Elliott. You know, you're rolling with those guys. Uh, oh, I forgot to bring up Tony Pollard. So Tony Pollard, of course, DMP on Friday. He looks like he might be able to play, but I think we're going in the opposite direction. I think this might be, you know, you're leaning into Zeke a little bit more, but Washington football team has been more susceptible through the air. So you hope this is a Dak week. That's all I can tell you about all that. Jaguars, Titans. Um, let's talk about the Jags first. Offensively, kind of we already know the obvious ones. Dan Arnold out. That's a boost for James O'Shaughnessy. Jamal Agnew out. That kicked the Chenault back on the inside. Does not matter. Laquan Treadwell apparently is the number one now. Brandon Linder starting center out. You know, the, all the hoobah with James Robinson. I don't know what they're going to do with James Robinson at this point. Um, they've been playing a lot of Carlos Hyde. We've talked about this on Player Trends multiple weeks in a row. But I think Trevor Lawrence is the, the linchpin. And if he wants James Robinson on the field, I think you got to put him out there, uh, especially against the Titans, who are kind of banged up. Defensively, the, the Jags will be getting back Shaquille Griffin, their outside cornerback, which is good news. Um, they're going to need him because they're playing against Julio now, who should be returning. When we jump to the Titans side, Offensively, they're getting back Julio Jones, Jerry McNichols. And let's see if Golden Tate actually plays. They did sign Golden Tate a couple weeks ago. Um, they should be able to throw a, a trot out a trio of Golden Tate, Julio Jones, and Nick Westbrook Aquina. Um, Akeen. So that's, you know, that's something that's a little bit in the right direction for Ryan Tannehill and company. Um, they are also still going to be down, though. AJ Brown, of course, we know Marcus Johnson, um, Nate Davis, starting guard, Derrick Henry, of course, we all know about. So um, you know, when I look at this, this from a, out of the buy, I think the Dante Foreman, this is like the one time of the year where we might have a shot at really good game flow for the Titans these days and against the Jags and Foreman had 20 carries for over hundred yards. Last time we saw him. And I'm wondering what McNichols slash Dontrell Hilliard situation is going to be. Uh, I am very concerned if I'm a Hilliard owner or McNichols, I don't know if, who's going to get the role. I don't know if they're going to use three backs. Um, so that's, that's where I'm interested to see, but I think Foreman is going to be the guy 
to get you close to 20 carries in this game in a in a Jags defense that's real. Um, defensively, for the Titans, Rashad Evans, their best linebacker, should be back in this game. But they're still, like, banged up. Um, Chris Jackson, out. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, uh, outside cornerback, out. So the secondary for the Titans is just not healthy. Um, and when you're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars facing off against Tennessee. Now, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jacksonville's offense play against Tennessee. It's a LaVisca Chenault week. Um, I never, never LaVisca. Hashtag never LaVisca. But the the Tennessee Titans are a, a slot funnel defense. And um, it makes a ton of sense for LaVisca to perform well in this game. So, um, the, the metric says LaVisca, my heart and mind tell me never LaVisca. So take it for what it's worth, but they are banged up. They're still going to be down David Long, Bud Dupree, uh, their defensive tackle and Zach Cunningham, who they signed will not play this week. So they don't have any talent still on that defense. So, you know, the Jags might be able to keep it somewhat close. Um, the injuries to the perimeter, I think Marvin Jones, um, could be get a boost. I think the Janoris Jenkins injury directly affects Marvin Jones. So Marvin Jones, who has not been usable the last few weeks, I think Marvin Jones, you know, I would say he's a wide receiver four uh, if you need him. But I don't, I'm not going to run out of my way to start Marvin because the numbers say it's LaVisca. But Janoris Jenkins' injury is big. And I think some of the injuries to the linebacking course still helps J- James Robinson if they will just give him the damn ball. All right, Lions, Broncos. I'm going to do this one before we go on another quick commercial break. Lions, Broncos. Uh, looking at Detroit, obviously it's DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams are out. That's going to give you the Jefferson and, you know, the, the running back situation there. Um, I think they're going to go by committee and the, the offensive side. So they're going to be down their center, Evan Brown and TJ Hawkinson. Um, they're coming off a huge win against Minnesota. I think Denver beats them up. I think Denver wins this football game by a nice deciding margin. Because if you look at them, they're just so banged up. And if you look at the the Detroit Lions it, on the NFL.com website, it's just so many guys are banged up. But now you got no Swift, no Williams. They got no TJ Hawkinson. You know, the Denver Broncos, and I'm just looking at this now, Denver Broncos are insanely tough against tight ends anyway. So you got lucky. If you're the TJ Hawkinson owner, you probably are better off without him. Um, but if you look at how you beat Detroit, it's in the slot. And I think Jerry Judy um, – you know, I think, oh, I'm sorry. When I'm looking at Detroit, how you beat Denver is in the slot as well. 46% of their fantasy points come from the slot. The league average is 39%. That's like Amon Ross St. Brown. So I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a PPR uh, wide receiver three this week because of the injury to TJ Hawkinson, because of the injuries to the running backs. And um, I think that's the guy I kind of lean towards a little bit over Josh Reynolds because of the bigger games he had, especially against Minnesota, which we all should have called because the guy freaking Minnesota is the worst slot defense in football. Uh, on the defensive side for for the Lions, Trey Flowers done, not playing. Jalen Reeves, Maven linebacker out. Uh, Julian Okawa linebacker out. AJ Parker slot cornerback out. Safety Tracy Walker out. Austin Bryant and Charles Harris, two defensive linemen, both DNP on Friday. This could be a boatload of injuries. I think it's Javante and Melvin. You can start them both. Um, Eileen Javante, of course, because of the injury of Melvin Gordon, but I think you could play Gordon as well. And Jerry Judy, uh, I am just, I'm torn. My flex spot, because Daryl Henderson and COVID has been blessed. I've, COVID blessed me with no decision for Daryl Henderson. I don't have to worry anymore about Daryl Henderson on Monday night. But I have now a decision, Jerry Judy or Devonta Foreman? Comment below. 
Uh, I'm trying to figure out who I want to play because Jerry Judy, listen, this is the first time that I think the Denver Broncos could really beat up, like have a great game um, in this matchup. And it's been tough for Judy, but he hasn't had good slot matchups. He did last week against Kansas City, and he had an okay day. I mean, he ended up finishing with just about double-digit fantasy points and half-point PPR. Not what you want, though. I mean, he was like a wide receiver three, and I think that's what he could be this week. I think Judy's a wide receiver three. He's the guy I like the most because of all these injuries after the running backs, and that's pretty much my thoughts there. On the Broncos' side, Melvin Gordon returns and also Bryce Callahan. Um, you know, the Bryce Callahan's the slot receiver, slot cornerback for the Denver Broncos. So maybe that – this is the other thing, too. Bryce Callahan's like a really good slot corner. He's back this week. That's a hit for Amon Rossi Brown. But I still think Brown is probably your best bet for PPR um, if you're going to play anybody on the Detroit side. I think the running backs to me are just kind of – I'm not going to play them. Um, I would play them over Ty Johnson. I'd play Jefferson over Ty Johnson. But I am not going to go out of my way to start one of those Detroit running backs. I think Denver defense – it's probably the one you want out of everybody. Malik Reed, outside linebacker, was on COVID today. Um, that that could be that's helpful, I think, for the for the Denver for the for the Lions ground game a little bit. But like I said, when it comes to the front seven, you got to start seeing multiple guys, unless it's like a linchpin guy on the defensive side. All right, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, guys. Thanks for staying with me. I know it's a lot of information. We're going to take a quick commercial break for Jersey Jungle, and we'll be back right after this. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself, you need to check out the Jersey Jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. You can use their promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs, they have camouflage, whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport. Go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, Giants first, the Chargers. Start with the Giants first. Obviously, Sterling Shepard is back. Uh, bad news for Shepard is that Chris Harris looks like he's going to play off the COVID list, so we're not really excited to start Sterling Shepard. But, you know, Mike Glennon is going to play with his concussion. He's been cleared. Uh, but I am not I'm not excited to start those guys. Um, the, the Chargers have been a little more susceptible. Uh, two wide receivers over the last few weeks, and Shepard's a target hog. But I would wait another week. I think Shepard's my guy I like to stash. With Kadarius Tony out, Caden Smith on IR, Daniel Jones out, Mike Lennon starting. I think Shepard is going to probably see the bulk of the of the targets again, but he's Daniel Jones' guy. I don't really know what Mike Lennon's going to do with Shepard yet, but uh, I think personally the Chargers have been more susceptible out wide, and we'll talk about a little bit about why that is. 
But I just I don't know if I'm going to be trotting out Kenny Galladay this week. He just hasn't gotten it done. On the defensive side, Dory Jackson and Holmes. Like we brought up last week, the Giants' secondary is elite, like really good when they're healthy. But they're down two of their three starting cornerbacks. Um, last week, it was kind of exposed. I mean, James Bradbury uh, is not used to shadow as much as he used to be. And I think when you got backup cornerbacks out there, and I just – you know, it just didn't look good for the Giants. So I think Mike Williams uh, probably going to be someone you can start this week. The Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton discussion. It sounds like Palmer will become the slot hybrid Keenan Allen role. Um, that could be valuable. I, I think that's a decent play. If you look at how you beat the Giants, uh, they are out wide. Uh, they are on the perimeter. I think Mike Williams is the play. I think he's the guy you want this week uh, because of those injuries to the uh, Giants secondary. Chargers, they're just like talked about the last few weeks. This defense is getting healthier and healthier and healthier up front. Their front seven is now healthy. Lindell Joseph should be back. Uh, sorry, Saquon Barkley. It doesn't look like you're going to be able to run the football against this Chargers defense that we all thought was going to be an amazing matchup a couple weeks ago, but they have slowly gotten healthier up front. But their secondary is still banged up. They're going to be down to Sante Samuel and Gilman, their safety. Uh, Kyler Factorol is also one of their linebackers out. And then Derwin James uh, did, did pop up on the injury report late with a hammy. That could be something. Uh, he's like their stud safety. That could be helpful in the back end. That could really help Kenny Galladay. Um, I just don't know how excited we're to start to Mike Lennon, but... I know a lot of us are banking on the Chargers defense this week. Um, some of those injuries to the secondary and Mike Lennon starting, I know we're not scared off, but um, something that's worth wa watching. We should be prepared. If Derwin James is out, that's a big problem. I think that helps out the passing game a decent amount. And I think, you know, I, I don't want to start Kenny Galladay or Darius Slayton or Shepard, but um, man, when Shepard's in there though, guys, he is just a target hog no matter what. So, I believe it or not, I don't care. I just lean Shepard always. He's just so he's just so involved in that offense. Um, but the matchup, I don't know if I'm going to start. I think the I think the Derwin James join us tomorrow. We'll talk more about it. 49ers Bengals. Um, let's talk about the 49ers first. On the offensive side, it looks like Debo might be back. We'll see. Elijah Mitchell's out. Um, I think Jeff Wilson. You have to give him a second chance. I know he disappointed against Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. But he did have a, a passing touchdown that could have been a thing, but Jimmy G overthrew him. Those opportunities, he got like 20-plus opportunities. You don't get that off the street. So if you have Jeff Wilson, you're playing him against ben, 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 the Bengals. Uh, on the defensive side for the 49ers, why I'm a little concerned is their number three and four corners are going to be out for this game. So, you know, they're going to be down Emmanuel Mosley. They're going to be down Dante, Dante Johnson. So those are the perimeter guys. And that's probably good news for T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. So those guys concern me a little bit. Being out, uh, Dre Greenlaw, Marcus Hunt, Javon Kinlaw still out. But the 49ers, for the most part, we've kind of known. The only new ones are the cornerbacks. So, you know, I think that helps T. Higgins, and I help, I think that helps um, Jamar Chase. On the Bengals' side, offensively, it looks like they're going to have a healthy offensive line. Riley Reef and Trey Hopkins were out last week. Um, maybe we weren't high enough in the Chargers' D last week, but we did bring that up. We were concerned, rightfully so, but they will be back. Uh, on the defensive side, they do have Logan Wilson, who's going to be out. 
Uh, Marcus Bailey, who's also going to be out. So some of the guys in the front seven are out. But they are getting Akeem Davis back, which is key. That could help replace Logan Williams. And also might be getting Trey Waynes back, who hasn't played in a very long time. But he's another cornerback because Chidobi Awuzie um, was questionable, limited on Friday. He's a name to watch because if he's out, I like Brandon Ayuk anyway. But if Chidobi Awuzie is out, I love Brandon Ayuk. And then, of course, DMP on Friday, Joe Mixon. Sounds like he should play. He's in. It's what Adam told us. Adam said he's in. So we believe Adam, he should be in. All right, Bills Buccaneers. Uh, on the Bills side, defensively, some injuries. So Starlo Tulele, AJ Klein linebacker, Justin Zimmer has been out for a couple weeks, Tredavious White. That all tells me that Leonard Fournette gets a nice boost. I think this is a nice Leonard Fournette week. The Bills are a, a run funnel defense. Ask the Patriots, they just ran the ball down their throats. Um, and I think Leonard Fournette gets a boost. Um, try to get Fournette in your DFS lineups. I like Fournette a lot because of these injuries. Tredavious White is out, and I think that is a feather in the cap for Mike Evans in this matchup. On the Bucks side, not a lot to report. Jordan Whitehead is out to safety. I think this is a big Dawson Knox week. I think Dawson Knox is my start of the week at tight end. Whitehead helps at safety position. They are getting Sherman back, but Sherman is – we don't even know if Sherman's a starter for them with, with um, you know, Charlton Davis and – and James uh, Jamel Dean back. So I don't know if Sherman even is a big factor, but Whitehead out, I think that might help a little bit. Uh, I think that might help Stefan Diggs and those guys in the back end a little bit, but I like Dawson the Knox a lot. Sunday Night Football, Bears, Packers. So on the Bears side, Allen Robinson, Damian Williams are back. Allen Robinson's big news. Uh, we just have, you know, we just haven't seen. I think that just helps just uh, uh, Justin Fields a little bit, but I think Darnell Mooney's still the one there. But I think that could take away targets from guys like Cole Clement too and Mooney. On the defensive side, oh, okay, Goodwin is out as well for the offensive side. Sorry, I apologize. Goodwin is out. So I think it really, you know, Allen Robinson's back in. I don't think it matters that much. On the defensive side, Mario Edwards, the defensive end, is back. That's good news because the the, the Bears front, not still healthy. Keem Hicks, stud defensive tackles out. If you have Aaron Jones, you're playing Aaron Jones. Don't even think twice about it. I know the Dylan situation. But this is going to be like Antonio Gibson. Like Antonio Gibson, remember, going into the bye was the Jarrett Patterson week right before. We all panicked. I didn't play him. They had a bad matchup. And sure enough, boom, the guy's getting 20 touches. So I'm finally benefiting from Antonio Gibson for the first time all year. But Hicks out. Mack is out. Danny Trevathan's out. Uh, Marsh, another player, linebacker, out. I think Aaron Jones is going to be fine this week in this matchup. Packers side, they're getting their secondary healthy. Kevin King should be back. Jair Alexander is returning this week. This defense was already playing well. One of the better defensive streamers this week, of course. We all know that. Getting their two top cornerbacks back, the way the defense is playing as a whole, I'm interested to see how much they play Kevin King. I think Jair Alexander is the only starter coming back, in my opinion, um, from those. And then on the, on the offensive side, Randall Cobb was only a part-time player anyway, but he was getting targets when on the field. I think that kicks Alan Lazard into the slot. That's where you beat the, that's where you beat the Bears. So over the last five weeks um, – yeah, well, they're both. Chicago's actually been pretty good, believe it or not, across the board. I stand corrected. Yeah, I think it's just Devontae Adams calling day and the running backs. Uh, jumping down to the Monday night football game, Cardinals and the Rams. Um, Daryl Henderson's on COVID. You're playing Sony Michelle, folks. You're playing Sony Michelle. The Cardinals are a, a run funnel defense. You can beat them on the ground. Ask David Montgomery. 
Darnell, uh, Daryl Henderson is out with COVID. You know, play Sony. Brandon Allen starting center out hurts them a little bit, but they started using more six linemen personnel on the field. So I think Sony Michelle is rock solid play this week. On the Cardinals side, Chase Edmonds, we're not going to know until Monday if he plays. Unfortunately, that's tough because we, we're not sure unless you have, um, you know, like a Sony Michelle or a Rondell Moore, like a deep flex play. I don't think you could roll the dice with Chase Edmonds this week, unfortunately. So it does hurt me to say that. They are getting Justin Pugh back, their, their guard. So the Cardinals are fully healthy with Hopkins and, and, the, and all those guys. That Monday night football game should be fun. The Cardinals are finally fully healthy. Even if Chase Edmond plays or doesn't play, I think James Connors to start. Um, so we'll see about Chase Edmonds. Unfortunately, if you're playing Monday night and you have to play him, you need to have a backup plan in place. You need to have the A.J. Green, Christian Kirk flex option or Rondell Moore flex or a Sony Michelle running back because um, I don't think you can bank on Eno, uh, Eno Benjamin at all. So I think if you are if you have to roll the dice with Edmonds, you have to have a backup plan and put him in your flex spot. That's the only way you can do it. All right, folks, that wraps up all the injury updates for this week. That only took 52 freaking minutes. Before we go, I'm going to answer a couple quick questions with Pollard. We have first question for fantasy football guy. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, with Zeke, with Pollard and Hendo out, would you go Zeke or Sony? Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, this should be a lot easier than it is. Uh, I actually think I'm going to roll with Sony Michelle, believe it or not. I, I think both these guys are in. I think Pollard's going to play, though. I think Hendo being out. I think Sony Michelle is going to get you 20-plus touches. His matchup is significantly better. Um, you know, Jared Al- the Allen and and uh, the defensive tackles for the for the Washington football team have been elite. And I think that Sony Michelle is just going to do work. I like Zeke. I like both these guys. I think if I can get them both in, I would. I'd play both. But I lean Sony Michelle. I think he's just that, – that offense is going to be – that's how you beat the Cardinals on the ground. Uh, fat golfer, how long does it take to grow a diamond? That's a great question, man. Honestly, reach out to um, the Lightbox people and ask. That's great. Uh, best fantasy post out there. Great info, Bobby. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Um, hopefully you get your jersey soon. We're hoping to get you that as soon as possible. Uh, Marcus Valdez. What's up, man? Sit one half PPR. Higgins, Hopkins, or Sony. And then also Herbert, Rogers, or Taysom Hill. Ooh. Um, let's see. I would probably have to say I am going to sit D-Hop, play Sony, and Higgins. I think um, I think Higgins is going to have a nice day. He's been a target monster. And then the quarterback side, Herbert and the Chargers, the the no Keenan Allen worries me, uh, but the Giants secondary is really banged up. Aaron Rodgers playing against Chicago. Um, I would have to actually take a look at that. I actually need to look at that a little bit more because I don't know what is Rodgers' stat line. I, I, before I even answer, I think Taysom Hill is a safe play. But I don't know if Taysom Hill, in my opinion, you just start him over studs. Um, but uh, let's see what Aaron Rodgers, how he's done over the last few weeks. Let's take a quick second. All right, folks. I just like to see how guys have done historically against defenses here. So he went 195-2 and two against Chicago last time. And then that was at, at Chicago. Now he's home. So in 2020... Let's see how he did against Chicago. 240 and four, 
Chicago 2-11-4. Yeah, I'm going to play Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he had four, two four-touchdown four games against them. Um, yeah, last year. Yeah, I don't want to sit that upside. I'm not really stressed about Chicago's defense. They're so banged up up front. Um, I think Rodgers gets it done, man. I, I'm going to stick with Rodgers there. I do appreciate the answer. All right, folks, that's all our questions for today. I appreciate you guys. Once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. All our episodes are on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online AG. Make sure you're joining us tomorrow, Sunday, for our Sunday Live Start Shit Show, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Guys, we'd love to have you. Remember, every time we get to $500, we're donating a jersey for the month of December. So become a super chatter, support us, and help us donate to good sports. 10% of every dollar goes to good sports. So thank you guys for joining me again. Hope you got what you needed from these key injuries, and good luck tomorrow. And make sure you're joining us on Sunday Live. For all your start sits this week, I'm Bobby LaMarco, guys. I'm out of here. Thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.